my friends. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. I am back from my little mini vacation to old Quebec and back into my real life, which is currently within the two weeks before Christmas and the winter holidays. The pre-holiday rush, as many people like to refer to this time of year, can be very, very busy and there can feel like there's a lot of pressure in doing. There are gifts to buy, gifts to wrap searching your brain to make sure that there is no one that you left out of the gift giving. Did I get something for the mail delivery person, package delivery person, my coworkers, that aunt or uncle or cousin? There is food planning, food preparation, cookie baking, eggnog or apple moonshine or coquito making. There are get-togethers with friends and family. And then there is all of the eating of all of that food and the drinking of all of those cocktails. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can have a full six or eight or 10 hour day ahead of me and have a to-do list of like 57 things to do. And then all I want to do is eat Christmas cookies and watch a holiday movie and rest my body. Or I pick a few things on the list and I do those. And after those are done, I could spend hours like thinking about all of the other things to do, but none of them get done because I will keep finding little non-essential tasks that weren't even on my list that I can tell myself I just need to get done right now. You know, clean the kitchen, reorganize my shoes, clean out a drawer, and then just go down that rabbit hole of avoiding the things on my list. As a life coach, I also see that this, this being overwhelmed can be a very common feeling as coaches are beginning their businesses and they look at all of the tasks that they need to do before they can get started officially. And then they'll just get stuck there, stuck with picking out their niche of what type of people to help, stuck in their branding What should their Zoom background look like? What font should they use on their website? Which social media platform should should they use the most? All of those little tiny decisions can just keep us frozen in inaction and can contribute to never really getting started. And this can be through with lots of big goals that you want to achieve. If you want to, say, lose weight, it's easy to get caught up in which diet to follow, which foods from that diet to plan, what do you have to buy from the grocery store, which kind of exercise should you do, and when are you going to do it? Is it better to do it in the morning or the evening? Every small little decision can be used as a reason or an excuse to just not get started. And we've talked before about how our brain can really defend our excuses and get us to believe that they are all just so valid and unavoidable. But you can take any goal that you have and come up with the same type of questions or choices, reasons why you might put off some of the actions for a bit. So for you, if it's not weight loss, it might be something else. Now. Maybe you are not the kind of person that ever does feel overwhelmed. 
Maybe you are the kind of person that takes action quickly and handles things as they come up and schedules all of the tasks that you need to do on your calendar. And when it's time to do them, you just do them even when you don't feel like it. If you are that person, I commend you. Kudos to you. Absolutely. But my guess is even if you are that person, you may have some times when Maybe you don't feel as well physically or when you don't have as much control, such as when you're stuck in traffic or when you get held up by other people and you can't take action as quickly as you would like to, when you might have that same feeling of overwhelm in those moments that the rest of us tend to when we just can't get out of our own way. What it might feel like when you have overwhelm is just an out of control feeling, not being in charge of your life at the moment, feeling hopeless that you will ever get everything done, and you might feel just bombarded with too much. It's that feeling when you have one more thing to put on your list that just that one little thing makes it feel like it is all too much. So let's talk about what to do about it. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm a big advocate for feeling your feelings instead of trying to fix your feelings. And the very first thing that you can do when you feel overwhelmed is really not much different than that. You want to first acknowledge the feeling. Just become aware of it, name it, realize that you have this feeling. That is really the first step to getting back in control. And let me explain how. Very often, we might reach for the buffer, whatever our buffer is. So that might be the cookie, the alcoholic beverage, the complaining, the social media, turn on the TV, whatever it is that you buffer with before you realize that you are feeling overwhelmed. So step one is just become aware that you are experiencing the feeling of overwhelm. Where is that feeling in your body? And when you can name it and identify it as a sensation in your body, such as overwhelm is here, and it feels like the top front of my chest is tightening and clenching and pushing upward toward my neck and head. That is how it feels for me. But what it does is it changes the whole idea of overwhelm, just consuming our whole identity and being down to just a very specific sensation in your body. It makes you bigger than the overwhelm instead of the other way around. So that's the first step. Just acknowledge that you're having this feeling and it's overwhelmed. Second step is probably the biggest, most important step of the whole process. So if you are a skeptic or you're a naysayer or just a defiant little human, and you really don't want to try this whole process for your own personal reasons, but you're willing to just try one little part of this, then pick this step as the one little part to try. Just do this one thing, and I promise that it will make a big difference in your life. 
When you have identified that you're experiencing overwhelm, the next thing I want you to do is just take a breath, stop for a moment, and very consciously slow everything down just for a minute. When we are overwhelmed, our brain tells our body to step it up and to hurry up and to move faster and take action faster so that we can run and catch up. It says that if we don't step it up, we are going to fall desperately behind and then we're doomed. So this slowing down is going to feel like you are going against your natural instinct. It's going to feel forced and that's okay. You have to physically tell yourself to stop and just take a minute. Breathe for a minute. Do those mindfulness things and feel your feet on the floor. Feel your fingertips against your thumb. Whatever it is that just brings you back to this moment right here, right now. And then slow down your thoughts. Slow your body. I like to just tell myself, slow down to get it done. I acknowledge the fact that when I am sped up and spinning, I cannot move forward. Think about the tortoise and the hare story. The hare went so fast that he burned himself out. He took a nap and he took his eyes off the finish line, right? The tortoise just started moving slowly and keeping his eyes on the goal his eyes on the goal. But I always add a third character to the story because I find it very helpful for me. Remember the Tasmanian devil from Bugs Bunny when he would start spinning around in circles? That's the character that I add because I want to remember that someone who starts the race by spinning around in a circle isn't moving forward at all. They may be moving the fastest out of any of the racers, but they aren't making any progress. So that is the second step is to just mentally slow down. And then the rest of it are really a series of steps that are just going to carry you forward. So look at your list and there are a few things that you're going to do with this list. Now, first of all, if your list is all in your head, you're going to get it all out of your head. Get it onto paper into a Word document, or you can open up your calendar and just start scheduling things as you think of them. But don't stop until you get everything out of your head and recorded down somewhere for you to read. That will stop those things from swirling around and cluttering up your brain. Then step three, before you start taking action on your list, I want you to add in some rest, add in some fun. If those things aren't on your list, add them in. That is the thing that we always push off until later or never. And it's what we want to use as a buffer because if we don't use it as a buffer, then we don't get any rest or fun. So add that right into the list with some kind of an amount or a boundary so in other words, instead of laying on the couch all day and watching TV, if you have a lot to do, you can put in one hour nap or one holiday movie or half an hour of doing absolutely nothing. 
But you can also put on there a whole day of nothing or rest or TV or reading if you want to. You know what you really need. Okay, so that's step three. Now that you have your list, step four is to pick one thing to focus on first. I don't care if it's the easiest, the hardest, the most important, whatever. That is up to you. Pick one thing. And then before you do that thing, make a boundary in your mind of all of the other things. You can schedule them for later or you can just push them out of your mind. But they are not going to distract you from the one thing that you picked. Now, this may sound easy, but it also might be the hardest part. Because so often we start one thing and then something else calls our attention or our brain tries to tell us that we need to go pay attention over here instead of there. So pick one thing that you can just focus on completely and then pretend you put on those little blinders that horses wear so that they can just focus forward and do one thing. Step five is to either continue and pick another thing or you can take all of the other things and schedule them on your calendar. But I like to put this step after step four of completing one thing, because when you complete that task in step four, you get that dopamine hit from doing what you set out to do. And it feels good. And it just might have you feeling a little more motivated to get more things done. So when you schedule them on your calendar, give yourself a reasonable amount of time, but also a set amount of time. And then when it comes up on your calendar, just do it. If you find yourself resisting doing what's on your schedule, then ask yourself if you have enough rest and fun scheduled in there too. We do get very resistant with ourselves when we plan all work and no play. Remember, overwhelm is just a feeling that can be a filter of how we see everything in our life if we let it. You want to take that filter right off of your glasses and put it back where it belongs as just a sensation in your body that can come and can go. We don't have to keep it and look at life with that lens. So slow down to move forward. And I am sitting here wishing all of you have the most wonderful week and that your week brings you lots of opportunities to practice getting overwhelmed back where it belongs. Please reach out and share with me if this podcast helped you in any way. Have a great week.